Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. We are very, very proud to be part of the Variety Sports Network. And, of course, we are coming to you from the Bradshaw Bourbon Studio. Good evening, everyone. I see Dan's in. I see Jen's in. Welcome to those of you that are uh, watching live right now, just not chiming in, and that's totally fine. You don't have to do that. And, of course, welcome to all of uh, you that will listen or watch at your leisure. Leisure. I don't know. Everybody says that differently. Uh, ben should be coming along uh, at some point. Um, he uh, has been gone the last couple of weeks, and then we're without uh, Scarpino tonight. Scarpino's child is not behaving. Um, and that's, he's growing teeth. That's code yeah. for uh, he's growing teeth and and. Tonight was supposed to be a special night, everybody, because Scarpino did the uh, the dry January thing. And as you know, today's February 1st, and he was looking to just rip it tonight. And now, maybe not. Although, um, and Ian, you know better than me, when a child is teething, you might want to have a drink. You probably uh, want to have a few. Yeah. Yes. And maybe <laughs> rub a little whiskey on right. their gums, too. <laughs> I did it to my kids several times, and uh, you know that's probably why they're alcoholics now. No, I'm. Kidding. I did not do it with my kids, but it I've worked. heard that it works. So. It 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 is a uh, it it brings them down a little. I, I don't know that it's right up there with Tylenol, uh, but but it it does the job for sure. Uh, anyway, welcome in. I see uh, uh, Melvin's here now, and Aaron. Hi, welcome to you guys. Hi, Aaron. And. Uh, Man, ice cold teething ring. Yes, that's good too. I think mm -hmm. it was by my son. I think like that, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, when Ben shows up, Ben shows up. We don't uh, really need. And anyway, um, we will uh, just carry on here. And Ian, I, I you know, I, I'm just gonna throw this out there. But when you saw that Arthur Smith, um, and by the way, Arthur Smith, it sounds like a portrait studio in Sears or something. I, you know, when I first saw that, oh, hello. Someone's oh. joining us there on the side. Yeah. Maggie's decided Ma she was Maggie's chilling. Say hi. Okay. Uh, Took a very yeah. late nap today. So. Good. You know what? So did I. So did, yeah. Um, Arthur Smith, what, what's like one or two words that came to mind when, when you heard this was the guy? My initial reaction was kind of just, oh, really? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it feels fine, but uninspiring, I guess, is it feels very safe. It feels very much, very much in trend with what the Steelers have done. And I think I mentioned this to you guys on Slack. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast or not, but the Steelers, like since Cower was hired, have hired a ton of coaches from the Marty Schottenheimer coaching tree. Like if you look up the coaches in the Schottenheimer tree, a lot of them have coached at some point for the Steelers, you know, Absolutely. Mike Tomlin's under the Tony Dungy branch, obviously Cower coached for Schottenheimer and Wisenhunt coached for Cower and Malarkey and, um, and a bunch of other guys. And now you've got Arthur Smith who coached under Malarkey and Wisenhunt under that same branch and so it just feels like a lot more of the same the the people who are watching this live are gonna get some entertainment tonight with maggie <laughs> making faces and be able to see herself um the people who are listening later 
are not going to get the full experience of right. the show. You really might want to watch to see what's going on here. Yes, yes. Yeah. But but at any rate, it just feels like more of the same. And I think I have said on the show before that basically since Chan Gailey left in the mid-90s to go be the coach of the Cowboys, mm. we have been running essentially the same offense. There were a few tweaks here and there, but this once again feels like more of the same. <sighs> And, and that's where I was, and, and you used the word that I used in one of the articles I wrote this week, um, uninspired. I, I think I said practical, but uninspired. And and I, I get why they went with him. Um, Tomlin did not lie when he told everybody that he wanted a guy that had play-calling experience in the National Football League. And so they brought in uh, Gerard Johnson, uh, a, a quarterback's coach. They brought in uh, Thomas Brown, who who was an OC for one year in Carolina, and we know what a mess that was. And I, I don't put much of the blame on him for that. They had a terrible offensive line, no skill players, nothing. So it, it was almost just kind of like, well, what's happening here? And then all of a sudden they interviewed Smith and, and you know, Art Rooney spoke, and boom, there it is. And Art – said Mike had the call 100%. So I'm going to trust that's what he said, um, and that's what he meant. And so this is 100% Mike Tomlin. And as we know, Mike Tomlin likes rock fights. Uh, he likes to win games 20 to 17, and th that's what this seemed to me. I, I did not – I didn't anticipate that we were all of a sudden going to have an offense – you know, like the Dolphins or the Chiefs and have guys in motion and all this kind of stuff. But um, I, I did expect something a little more uh, new, <laughs> you know, and, and this is not that. Now, that doesn't mean this can't be good. I, I'm not saying that. Um, we saw what he did in Tennessee uh, with with tight ends, with obviously Derrick Henry. So I, I'm I'm optimistic, but. I wasn't very inspired. Yeah. And, and I think you look at what he did in Tennessee and he took a team, I'll say on paper, very similar to the Steelers, but arguably also not as good as the Steelers with what he had there. Right. So you have a former first round quarterback who kind of flamed out in mm -hmm. Miami, you know, with Tannehill, arguably Tannehill's probably better than Pickett is though with i mean just look at his stats just he was overall yes yeah. yeah um more more mobile uh you know through more touchdowns all that stuff so a, a middling quarterback that he kind of had to resurrect his career mm -hmm. a power running back and then just an absolute freak of nature wide receiver and we kind of have those things but if you look at it also like Tannehill's better than Pickett uh Derrick Henry's better than than Najee is uh you know AJ Brown is better than George Pickens we have similar things on paper but they're right. also not as good so you know maybe our offensive line can be better although those lines in Tennessee were, were pretty darn good there were a few years there where Tennessee had the best line in the league so yeah they were really good it's uh you know but you're absolutely right Tomlin wants to win rock fights and I I think the other thing this kind of signaled to me, and I think you wrote about this too, is that they pretty much know what they have in Kenny Pickett at this point, that they've realized you can't just have Kenny Pickett go out there and win games for you, that he's going to have to be in a very structured offense that puts him in positions to succeed. Yep. And, you know, Smith likes to run a lot of play action. Smith likes to run, um, you know, 
throws where you have kind of defined reads and roll out, you know, play action rollouts where you have, okay, option A, option B, mm -hmm. make it an easier read on the quarterback. He's not just going to drop back there and be like, scan the whole field and see what's open. You know, that's not the kind of offense that, that we're bringing. And that's exactly what my next question was going to be is how does this higher impact Kenny Pickett? How does this higher reflect on how they feel about Kenny Pickett and, you know, play action. I'll, I'll be really curious to see how often he gets his back turned to the line of scrimmage, you know, um, because we know one of his major issues, I, I I really believe, was just his inability to to get through the progressions and then to get rid of the ball, uh, which is something that we saw Mason Rudolph do, you know, and, and Mason, obviously, more experienced guy and just felt more comfortable being able to say A, B, C, boom, that's where I'm going with it. Um, so I, I, I'm curious, I, I think these things can help Kenny Pickett, but I, I don't know. Um, Jen asks, how does a wide receiver like DJ fit into his offense? Uh, he, he can fit into it. I mean, DJ's, I mean, he can fit into anything as far as I'm concerned. Um, the, the, the question will be, what's his mindset going to be? Um, and, and George Pickens too, because when you see this guy's your new OC, the first thing that comes to mind, as I think Melvin said, running the football, running the football. Um, so we we know both those guys, especially DJ, knows how to run routes. He knows how to separate. Um, so I I think that I think that, he, that that they'll be able to use some of that play action. They'll still take their deep shots when necessary. But you know the the one thing, and, and I'll ask you this: the tight ends. Uh, Smith was really good at utilizing tight ends. And how do you anticipate that happening with our guys? Yeah, well, I'll put a slight asterisk on that too with mm -hmm. really good because he does work them into the game, but Atlanta, for the life of them, could not figure out how to use Kyle Pitts. And Atlanta spent three top 10 picks on offensive skill position players between Kyle Pitts at tight end Bijan Robinson at running back and Drake London at wide receiver, who were all three the first at their position drafted in their respective years. And still, like, a grand, their quarterback play was terrible, which, you know, goes into a lot yes, of it. But it does. And Drake London was actually pretty good this year before he got hurt. Um, but still, like, Pitts has been inconsistent. You know, Bijan was really good to start the year and then kind of fell into some inconsistency. So it's, there's there's question marks out there that Melvin's question about will DJ be back next year is a really good one. We should it talk is. about that at yeah. some point. Um, but it's I don't know. It, it's it's just tough to see like you know. Okay, you ask Kenny Pickett to be a, a game manager, whatever you want to call it. If you design things to get guys open, and he has the gumption to make those throws, and you give him the mm -hmm. green light to make those throws. I think he can probably make them. The question is that we've talked about is would he make those throws? Like, you know, there was there was the one ball to Deontay for the touchdown against the Ravens that in the final game of the year that Mason threw. And we were all like, I don't know if Kenny would throw that ball. Like, right. does Kenny have the physical ability to make that throw? Yes. Would Kenny Pickett standing back there make that throw with the timing and anticipation needed to fit that ball between the two defenders and mm -hmm. trust his guy to go get it? 
I don't know. And I think some of this is you got to have a guy who can reinstill some confidence in Kenny that like he's not being shackled anymore of don't turn the ball over, like so, go make throws and try and win games. Spe- speaking of confidence in Kenny, so put yourself in Kenny Pickett's position because you know there, there are arguments that that he lost the locker room, not necessarily because he he was a bad person, bad guy, poor leader. It's just when you aren't able to execute, get your guys the ball, score points, it, you you kind of become the guy nobody wants to talk to much in the locker room. Well, what happens if they bring Mason Rudolph back? You know, I, I mean, we've already heard Deontay Johnson. He's advocating for him to come back. He wants him to be the guy. So Kenny doesn't just have, I've got to learn a new offense. I've got to be able to execute a new offense. I've also got to prove that I'm better than the guy that played better than I did the year before. Yeah, and the funny thing is when you talk about losing the locker room, two years ago, Kenny Pickett's rookie year, Mm -hmm. they elected Mitch Trubisky as a team captain on offense. Mitch gets benched, you know, what, three games into the year, four games into the year against the Jets? Fourth game. And Kenny takes over the rest of the year. Fast forward to last year, Kenny gets elected team captain, and we're like, all right, well, it's Kenny's team for better or worse. And then... Yes, he got hurt, granted, mm-hmm. and Trubisky was terrible. But then Mason comes in and plays really well, and Kenny is arguably healthy enough to play, and they keep him on the bench. So yeah. um, now, now, granted, you know, I think that was you had to ride the hot hand because it was the end yeah. of the year. They were in the Definitely. playoff race. If that happens in October, Kenny probably comes back, and, and Mason doesn't keep starting. But – I don't know. It's the the whole Mason thing's a fascinating question because yeah, you know, here in Pittsburgh, he's going to get an opportunity to compete for the starting job. Is he going to actually get that opportunity anywhere else? And really anywhere else he goes, is it going to be, you know, we're bringing you in, but we're also probably going to draft a rookie to replace mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. in a couple games and you've got a short leash, which is, you know, not the, best way to go through a football career although you can make money tyrod taylor's done pretty well being that guy oh chase daniel yeah 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 um so you never know but the steelers have paid mason a fair chunk of change we paid him what six million dollars the one year to be a backup quarterback believe it was yeah so you know but but it is a new offense and 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 there's yep. the familiarity with Mike Tomlin and some of the coaching staff, depending on what they do with the rest of the offensive coaches. Although based on the articles this week, it sounds like the only changes at offensive coordinator and all the position coaches are staying the same, yep. uh, which raised some other question marks for me of, you know, if you were a new incoming offensive coordinator, wouldn't you want to bring some of your own guys with you, especially if you were a head coach and had guys you liked working with and things like that. So we'll see. I don't know. I just, it's it's not something that like makes me go real gung ho of like yeah I'm yeah, so excited yeah. for this you know right uh, I you know I, to to Burner's question you know does Mason have a fair shot I I don't know how he couldn't now Mike Tomlin can tell him that but you know he also said Kenny Pickett is QB one um, in his presser so I I just don't know how you can take a guy like Mason Rudolph who who comes in. Uh, and plays well and and get you into the playoffs uh, and just say, okay, Mason, we're going to move you back to number two now. Uh, Kenny's the guy. 
I, I think you have to give it a fair open competition. I think the hiring of Smith also signals, at least to me, they are not going to draft a quarterback. Um, some people thought maybe they would. Now they could very late. That's possible. Yeah, that, that was what I was thinking. Like, yeah, third, fourth, fifth round seems like the sweet spot to me I, for. Yes. You know, yeah, I can see that. And and I, I think they're going to roll with Kenny for one more year. They're going to give him the opportunity to work with a different coordinator, see what happens. Um, and, and then if it doesn't go well, and, and let's say Mason is just Mason and, you know, maybe he plays and the team is 10 and seven, nine and eight again, then I think you go with another quarterback again the following year. Um, I, I, that's just kind of my gut feeling as to, as to where things are headed. And, you know, you, you were, um, uh, talking a little bit about the coaching staff, and and Scarps has talked about it numerous times how this is one of the smallest coaching staffs in the NFL, uh, and it looks like we're going to continue that way. Um, we need more bodies on our coaching staff. I really believe that, and it it looks like Mike Sullivan will be back as the quarterbacks coach unless he gets one of these coordinator jobs. But as of right now, they're they're starting to get fewer and fewer, and he doesn't have one. Um, I, what what specifically would you like to see brought in, Ian, in terms of of coaches? Um, like a, a at least a passing game coordinator. It seems mm -hmm. like all the teams that have really you know advanced offenses have both an offensive coordinator and a passing game coordinator, um, as well as even just like make up some titles. I don't care. Senior offensive assistant, you know, yeah. bring in a guy like a Frank Reich or something like that. Maybe or, or Jim Caldwell or whatever. You know, one of those more experienced guys, you just give him a title, just to give him in the building and kind of have some knowledge in his head. Mm -hmm. um, kind of like they did with Brian Flores, right? He was what yeah. senior defensive assistant or something. Um even uh I don't know. Um even even like a, a quality control coach or something like that that um you know, can, can take a little closer look at what they're doing. You know, the last few years, they've always talked about, Tomlin's always talked about after the bye, like, oh, we, we took this opportunity to do some self-scouting and look at our tendencies and see what was mm -hmm. working and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Like, if you hire somebody and make that their job on a week-to-week -week basis, you can turn that around a lot faster and not have to wait for the actual bye week, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's just on the offensive side of the ball. But I like Melvin's point too, about Vrabel as a senior defensive assistant. Um, that's a very good call. Um, yeah. And there's, there's coaches on that side of the ball too, that they could, they could definitely add as well. So yeah, they, you're right. Yeah. They have just have a small staff overall. They, um, you know, and analytics is what it is. But even if you're looking at like tendencies and mm -hmm. things like that, heck, I had a lot of questions this year about their equipment staff, right? The, oh, we've asked yeah. questions the, about the their cleats. strength and conditioning staff yeah. of, you know, are they rushing guys back from injury too soon? Um, are they, you know, are they properly preparing their bodies for, for the grind of the season? Um, you know, the, the cleats thing this year has been a big question mark. So, yeah, I, I think just more more bodies in the building would would definitely be a good thing but that comes down to art in his pocketbook and is he willing to open it up and and they did make a change with the strength and conditioning guys um yeah. marcel who had been there for a long long time he's he's gone um so that kind of told me maybe a little bit about what you were just saying that you know maybe they just didn't like the overall health of their guys. They needed to get better. Uh, and, and again, injuries are part of the game. Some teams have 
more than others. And usually it's cyclical, but um, maybe they finally realize they need to do something different. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Jen asks, uh, will Arthur Smith grow a beard uh, to go with that mustache since Pittsburgh is cold? Well, I hope not, uh, Jen. I hope he stays with the Scarpino mustache. Um, it, it's just such a classic look. And um, by the way, I was surprised that Smith was as young as he is. I thought he was a little older than uh, I think he's in his like early 40s. He's he's relatively young, which is kind of funny because we were all like, they need to bring in a young guy. Oh, right. it, it almost reminded me of, remember the year they drafted Senquez Golson? And everyone's like, the Steelers need to draft a cornerback. We need yeah. to draft a cornerback. And then they drafted a guy who's like five foot six. And everyone's like, not that guy. Dress <laughs> somebody else. You know? yeah. But it was that's kind of how it felt with Arthur Smith. It was like, we need to find a young guy and, uh, you know, who, who has some coordinating experience and, and, yeah, and now I, it's like, well, not this one, right? But, well, you know, that's Steeler Nation in a nutshell. Yes, you know, do this, do this, do this. Okay, we did it. Yeah, but not that one. Uh, yeah, that that that's just spot on. Um, I were you surprised that they, at the very least, didn't talk to a few other potential coordinators? I I got the feeling that this was their guy. As soon as he was gone from Atlanta, he became the guy. Yeah, I was a little surprised. I, I thought they would have at least kind of surveyed the market a little bit more and yeah. and just to kind of see what's out there. And even if you're not going to hire some of these young guys, and maybe they just talk to some of them just to get some more ideas and things mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, we've talked about it on the show. This was a tough gig, right? You had to come in. You had to the Steelers weren't moving on from Kenny Pickett this year. So you had to come in, work with a quarterback that you didn't draft or evaluate. And, or, I mean, maybe you evaluate for your team, but like you you haven't been with them the last few years. So you got to work with a quarterback that like hasn't worked with you before who the team invests their first round pick in and still sort of believes him, but isn't sure if he's going to be the guy Mm long-term, but wants Mm -hmm. to give him at least one more shot. You got to go find a veteran backup quarterback in case that guy doesn't work out. If that guy doesn't work out, then you're back to the drawing board in year two. And you're like, all right, well, I got to go find either a rookie or convince them to spend money on a trade or or signing a high priced free agent veteran basically to save my job. Because if you suck through two years, you're probably getting fired in year three. Or after year two, depending on how long the contract is. I don't even know. Has Smith like officially signed a contract yet? I, I haven't actually seen it. It's just been reported. I have not seen it either. Yeah. Um, and, and I would assume it's probably two years. I, I You know, could be three, but I'm going to guess two. Um, and, and, you know, to your point, uh, these the all these coordinators know that your your job is only going to go as far as as your quarterback's going to take you, right? I, I mean, and that that's really what it boils down to. And and Arthur Smith is is I, I don't think he's a, a a foolish or dumb person. He sees the situation in Pittsburgh. He knows exactly what he's walking into. Um, and and for some of these guys, this is their last opportunity. Um, and and so I give him credit. He he's taken it. I don't know what other opportunities he had, but. Um, we shall see and see, you know, now what's going to happen here, Ian is Ben's going to come on now and we're going to have to go over all this stuff again because he was late. See, so let's bring him on board here. Yeah. Oh, welcome Ben. What's up? 
You uh, everything all right there? I had some issues. Ah, all right. Well, uh, since we're live on the air, we won't go into those issues. Um, but uh, anyway, good to see you. What uh, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, City Dreams Pale Ale. So, ooh, nice. Like a good pale ale. City Dreams. Is that an Oregon thing? Yeah, it's uh, okay. what makes this. Shit, I don't know. Fort George. It's Washington. Nice of you to join us, Benjamin. It's been a few weeks. Yeah. yeah. By the way, uh, are you floating out there right now in Portland? No. Heard Why? You, no. I heard you're getting a lot of weather. A lot of, a lot of. What do they call that? An atmospheric river or something like that? No, no. Uh, it's been dry today. So. Oh, good for you. Okay. No idea. Excellent. Um, Ben, I, I would. Uh, we, we've spent most of the first twenty-five minutes here just talking a little bit about Arthur uh, Smith and the. Uh, uh, the reaction, the impact it could or, or couldn't have on Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph. Uh, what is your overall uh, uh, opinion of this hire and, and where you kind of stand right now? Uh, you know, it's not the the dynamic, young, offensive mind uh, with a, a history for developing quarterbacks that we were hoping for. Um, but, you know, the other side of it is – I. I'm trying to see this as, as, you know, kind of a glass half full type deal. Um, he has used some pretty dynamic blocking schemes mm-hmm. and had a, a very well-developed run game. He's also used the tight end very well uh, in his previous stints. And he made Ryan Tannehill look good. Yeah. Okay. Let's be honest. And Ryan Tannehill is not good. So it is a history for making middling quarterback play work which is why I think they hired him. They clearly don't have any faith in their quarterback room. Would you? Me either. Um, <laughs> I'm just being honest, man. No, I, I just, yeah. I'm just Guilty. being straight with you guys. Guilty. You know? uh, yeah. I just, uh, I don't oh, think. Uh, lost you there. I don't think they have a lot of faith in, in uh, am I out? No, you're fine. Ian, oh. Uh, his oh, video Ian dropped. His audio is still there, I think. But okay. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> all of a sudden, there are two of us. I'm like, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just I think this hire basically screams, okay, we're going to use a run game, yeah. um, which means they're probably going to give uh, Najee his fifth year option. Which I have some mixed feelings about that. I prefer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I prefer that they just went ahead and extended him now with a year left on his deal rather than giving him the fifth year option. Right. Just control the structure because if they, uh, they give him the fifth year option in May, he is tethered to the team through 25. If they extended him this year, um, you know, and then he had a bad 24, there's a possibility they could, they could be out of it after a year. So, and I'm not saying that Najee's going to have a bad year. I'm not saying that at right. all. I just, I don't see a very explosive dynamic runner there. No. Um, I, do, do I've, you you know, I've, I've been on record saying he needs to lose 20 pounds. It's not like the guy is fat at all. Oh, no, no. But yeah, yeah. he needs to go the left bell route and lose 20 pounds and get his burst back. That's um, the other thing about the Arthur Smith offense, though. He likes to run outside a lot, which that can work with Jalen Warren, but worries me a little bit with Naj. For sure. 
He, he, and, and a lot of what he runs is wide zone, mm-hmm. but he also runs traps and duo and, and he, he does run some gap. The thing you're going to find is he mixes the blocking schemes really well, which is nice. I don't know if Pat Meyer can adapt to that. And I don't like the way Pat Meyer ke- teaches uh, pass pro. Have you guys talked about Munchak yet? No. no. Okay. No. Feel does free. everybody does everybody realize that Mike Munchak was never coming back? That was never a thing. <laughs> that was something some guy who was on Pony's show put out in the universe, and Steelers Twitter ran with it. Yeah, they should hire Arthur Smith. Munchak will come back. No, man, that was never a thing. It was never. No. no. You know. No. We we've talked about this before, and we all know Mike Munchak, Hall of Fame player. Uh, yeah, good coach great, too. Really, really good coach. When when he was with the Steelers, though, the the rushing attack, I, I don't believe, was any better than about what thirteen fourteen during his time here. You know, which isn't bad, but I I think people had this this idea that Munchak oh, had okay. us running the ball at will. And but and, there's there's context know. there. There's context, yes, there is. Okay. Yep. Uh, our our yards per carry was very high. Much that, better that than it was. Time. Okay, yeah. what what the Steelers utilized during that period, a lot of what they utilized were short passes to Lev Bell because he was a good receiver out of the backfield, and if yep. you got him out in space, you know he could do some damage. So context is necessary there. Thirteen, sure. fourteen, yes, but Lev Bell made shit happen when he got the ball in his hands, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that he had blockers in front of him that could create holes for him the way he needed holes created for him Mm -hmm. um and yeah i mean yeah part of that also was munchak uh i wouldn't say he was a run game coordinator but he was very involved in the game plan every week and what he did was he geared it toward he geared it toward his guy's strengths his player strengths we can run this to this side and this to this side then we can run traps this way because the castro is good at it Mm-hmm. And Pouncey can get out in space around here, around the edge. And he did it that way. He geared it toward his players. He didn't say, you guys are going to run this. He said, mm-hmm. let's run this because my guys are good at this. Does does his uh, Smith's uh, uh, arrival, uh, Ian, I'll ask you this first. Do, do, do you think that kind of uh, brings the prospect of drafting an offensive lineman in the first round that much more to, to reality, let's say. Oh yeah. It, it's absolutely in the wheelhouse now because the other thing that we didn't talk about yet is Smith's blocking schemes really rely on an athletic center to make things happen. Mm-hmm. And Mason Cole is not that dude, but there are some pretty good ones in the draft this year. There are. Yep. Yep. Good centers, good tackles. Um, uh, you know, uh, Kabbalah, Zero Kabbalo, Kabali, excuse me, or uh, Mike DeFabo, they profiled the kid out of West Virginia who, you know, he, he's, 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 he's a local kid. So they want to, yeah. they want to hype him. Uh, he's not yep. the only center and there, there are a handful the right. kid from the kid from Georgia, the kid from Oregon. Yep. Um, there's a kid, the kid from Michigan for that matter. Yeah, there's a lot of guys I would be fine with, and and I I really think, based on the strength of the tackle position, they're probably going to be more likely to have a pretty decent tackle sitting there at twenty should they sit at at that spot. Um, I so, think they can know. get a center there. To be honest, I I don't think. They're gonna oh, I think they around. can. I just think it's going to be a matter of 
you know, where does that that top center, and I think most people seem to think it's the kid from Oregon, uh, another JPJ, by the way, um, you know, w- would he go before that? And if he Probably. does, then, then yeah, then does it shift I mean, your focus to tackle and then center uh, in the second round? I, yeah, I the, hype, the hype on him right now is that he'll go top yeah. 15. He's a really good athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be nice to, to get that kid if we could. Uh, you know, and I guess we'll we'll just see how it falls. I mean, TJ Watt fell to thirty, right? Yeah. So you you, you, you just never know. never know. You just never know. You know, David DeCastro the fell to twenty four, right? Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah or twenty two uh, somewhere. Yeah. Yep. It was 20. interior was guy, linemen was tend the to guy fall. Dallas took before TJ Watt. Um, uh, Taco Charlton. Charlton. Taco Charlton played for us. For <laughs> <a> year. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Practice squad guy for the Steelers later. I yeah. don't. Even, I don't think he's in the league anymore. He's not. I, I mean that that you you talk about just crazy. I mean that's the I NFL draft should, in a nutshell. I think they should move Jones back to left tackle. They should sign a right tackle or perfect world sign a tight end and move Darnell Washington to tight end to tackle. That's what I'd love to see happen. Probably isn't going to happen this year. Yeah. Given the fact that that uh, Jones, or I'm sorry, that Smith relies so much on tight ends mm-hmm. through tight ends, I don't see Washington being moved unless they think they can get another guy. And then I don't know what they're going to do with Little Hayward because he's not a tight end. He's an eight. No, he's not. He's he's not, and he's going to have to block. I think a lot more than he did in the Canada system. Um, He's going to have to learn to block. Well, that's exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It'd be nice to bring back a fullback, too. Especially for those, like, short yardage situations where, like, Naj got stuffed so many times, like, right at the line where it was like, man, if he could just follow somebody through the hole, that'd be really sweet. Well, the the question there is how many of these Kyle Juszczyk guys are still around anymore? I I don't. Uh, looking at the at the tape from what Smith did in in Tennessee and in Atlanta, he doesn't use a fullback. Mm-hmm. He runs a lot of stuff out of the pistol, quick hands, oh, yeah, right. wide zone runs. I love the pistol formation, by the way. That's I, just I'm not, yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. it yeah. You know, if if it's efficient, great, do it. Um, but yeah, he runs a lot of stuff out of the pistol, wide zone runs that you know, bang. And it, it requires a running back who has some burst. And if Najee didn't get that back, well, you see where I'm going with it. Well, I, you know, I'll be curious. That um, may, maybe that's going to be part of his offseason regimen. Is hey, Najee, we need you to drop twenty, buddy. Um, maybe I, 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 it I could mean, even, be. Even Derrick Henry had had superior burst to what Najee had last season. Yeah, I, I, Henry's a freak. I, I mean, a man that is, large. Like, could, yeah, people that know, big shouldn't be able to move that fast. No, they shouldn't have that speed top end. They shouldn't have that burst. I, I mean, it's just, it's criminal. That um, dude. But yeah, it, it is what it is. He's going to be a free agent. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah he, he is. Um, do you guys think, is it more likely the Steelers would, would draft a tackle in a center, or do you think they might go the free agent route with one of those two positions? If they go the free uh, – go ahead, Ben. I think they'll look at both, Mark. I, I think they'll yeah. they'll just try to fill holes. 
based upon who's available and and whether or not they want to pay them what the market yields, you mm-hmm. know, what, what what their market is. And then when they're done, they'll go to the draft and, and try and fill the rest of it. I don't know, Ian. Now, I think yeah. I think because of the premium on the tackle position and how much those guys get paid, that it's more likely they draft yeah. a tackle and try and sign an interior lineman in free agency because you can get you can get decent center guards for you know six to ten million dollars on the free agent market versus mm-hmm. you know a tackle you're probably looking fifteen to twenty million. A year you'd have to spend like look what chooks got so you know so yeah I, I free think, agents yeah about to, be, about, to, <laughs> yeah about to be free agents yeah you know what else i would love to see us bring back is a true slot wide receiver that's something we really right. haven't had the last couple of years and, and a jericho kachery not... type guy who just gets those little seven yard routes and takes them yeah and, yeah, or or even someone like an Eli Rogers who was small and quick in tight spaces yeah. and could just fill in those zones. And like, you knew you could find him over the middle. Um, you know, he wasn't going to burn anybody deep, but he, you know, you could just find him on those quick little hitters and he'd get you a couple yards. And, well, and one I, of the things that, that Austin yeah. can do is burn people deep. I don't know why they didn't try and run some, some more deep routes to that kid this year. It's like, Seems like with him, we saw the, the one big shot they connected on, I think, in Vegas. And uh-huh. then they tried it one other time, and it didn't go well. And then it's yeah. like they scrapped it. Yeah. You know? And I think that gets back to Canada. I think it really was Canada being so averse to turnovers that you know they threw the interception on it once. And he was like, never again. Never right. again. Right. Right. I, I, I agree 100% about a slot guy. And there's some I really mean, nice... Uh, uh, potential. We all know that. We know Allen Robinson's not coming back either at ten million dollars. Right? Oh my I God, mean, no! That's no. I mean, watching that guy struggle to try and create separation is just like, why did we trade for this guy? I don't care if he only costs five million. That's a waste of five million. It it, it was. I, I know that, that was they, a hope and a wish type. They type they trade. hoped that that he would that he would provide leadership to a young group. That obviously didn't work. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, 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 I think, you know, everything I've heard about him uh, from the media, the guys that we talked to, just an outstanding guy. Yeah. Uh, did did everything right. But, yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct. I mean, the, the poor guy could not separate. Um, if, no. he did catch, if he did catch a ball, he wasn't going anywhere. He was going to be tackled his, immediately. His change of direction speed is gone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very, very easy for a corner to catch up if he's even behind ever. Right. Right. Um, I, you know, um, why do you guys think, and, and I, 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 I'm going to assume quarterback play. And we mentioned this a little while ago, but, but why do you guys think Arthur Smith struggled so much, especially to utilize a, a kid like B. John Robinson? Uh, you know, I don't have an answer for that. I, um, I do not know because you look at Robinson and you're like, was he trying to bring him in slow because, you know, those kids play 12 games a year and right. now they got to play 17. Um, I mean, cause there know, was just games where he just, he hardly got any touches just, yeah. and he was healthy. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't speak to that. I have no idea. I, I think maybe they were trying to pace him. I, Tallinn is that with rookies too. Like he'll bring yeah. him in slowly because it's going to be a long season. Yeah. Oh, it is. And, and he, he knows that. And so he'll try to bring them along a little slower. And then when they're on, like, okay, now it's time. It's time for you to go. You're going to learn on the job. You're going to, mm-hmm. you know, trial by fire, baptism by fire, however you want to put it. Um, JPJ, he did that. And and people faulted him for it. And I'm like, nah, that kid would have hit the wall at the end of the season. When you really need to to play well is December. About Thanksgiving, you need to you need to be peaking. Yeah, you should kick it in right about that time. Yeah, you need to be peaking right about Thanksgiving, and you need to play well throughout the end of the season. And if he had had Porter starting week one, by the end of the year, he would have yeah he would have hit the no, wall. I, the I, rookie I wall would have been a thing. Um, I, I want to address somebody asked this much earlier in the show, and I meant to get to it, but uh, someone asked, "Are we happy that the Ravens lost?" Um, <laughs> well, it's happy when the Ravens lose. Well, but yeah, I'm not I mean, thrilled that the Chiefs won. Exactly, yeah. it, it, it's six to one, half dozen the other. But yes, I'm glad the the Ravens lost. Uh, any chance I get to see John Harbaugh, you know, sl- you know, just, just walk off the field in misery is fantastic. But, um, you know, now, now we're stuck with more of this chief stuff, uh, and, and hey, credit to him. Andy Reid's done a magnificent job. Uh, I, at, at the beginning of the postseason, I didn't think they'd get back. I just thought they had too many question marks on offense, uh, especially with, with those they receivers. Have Mahomes. And and Mahomes is Mahomes. They, they um, have Mahomes. And like I, them, I, like them or not, the guy I, is a gamer. I think they're going to win the whole thing. I, oh, I do too. They I, just I, have I, to limit San Francisco's running even a little bit. I think right. they'll be fine. I think they're going to win the whole damn thing, and it, it, you know it's going to be what it's going to be. I'm not psyched about that. No. Um. No. I guess I'm a little annoyed by by Taylor Swift, but not the way that. People oh man, are my, my God. God! Some some Jesus. people are losing their minds. Did she hurt your feelings that bad? Really? I remember. Remember when um, Jessica Simpson was at games for Romo? Yes, we thought it was funny. Yes, nobody that's got right. pissed off. Nobody was up in arms. We thought it was hilarious. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that I in mean, a long time. My God. Yeah, the, I, was that I, that I'm was gonna use a big word here that Ian will understand the yeah. vitriol that this the vi- is generated. Vitriol, oh my yeah. god, the flat out hatred! You're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Seriously, it's not that big a deal. If you're yeah. really pissed off, just ignore it. Right? Oh my god, right. was yeah. that Jessica Simpson thing? Was that 2008 when he came here and threw that interception that just Jay ran back for a touchdown? Yes. 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 Yes, was, I think was. she was at the game. I think she I think, was. I, I think she was. Didn't they, like, didn't they like go partying in like Mexico or something the week before yeah, that Cabo. game? Was, no, no, no. Yeah. That was that was the week before a playoff game. That was before okay. a playoff game. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was all, oh, man. That was, okay. that was the week but... before a playoff game. And then she allegedly had a uh, a Barbie and Ken uh, themed birthday party for herself. And when he found out what the theme was, he left. And then they broke up. <laughs> well, Jim, I didn't want to go to a Barbie party, so now I'm here with you. 
So, so now Melvin says he was at that game. No doubt. I was at that game too. No yeah. doubt. Clearly yeah. there to see Jessica Simpson. Uh, so that means <laughs> that means Melvin saw the Steelers and Cowboys back to back at Heinz uh, Field because that, that's Bozick where I was at that him. game too. He was at that game with his dad. Or he, nice. He for many times. He also said he was on the visitor side, on the windy side. The windy side. Breezing is oh my side off. of the field. Yeah, that was it. Was a cold game. Yeah, it was a cold game, and it was windy. And he said it was freezing. He said it was awful and horrible, but you know it was, it was worth it. I I was gonna bring this up later, but since we're talking stadium a little bit, you know, uh, Art too this 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 past week on Monday said that um, you know the lease is up in 2030, but he would like to stay another 10 to 20 years there. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we we've joked about you know moving out to Cranberry and building some big facility or something like that. Um, what, what do you, Ian? What do you think? You're you're a season ticket holder. I mean, what? Was there, was there anything to read between the lines there, or was Art just being Art? Yeah, well, I mean, at the end of the day, Art's cheap, right? And we've talked about that on the show before. He doesn't oh, like to yeah. spend money, right? Right. And if they build a new stadium, they're going to have to spend a lot of money or get a lot of money given to them by some public entity. Yep. But they're still going to have to pony up some, some serious cash to yep. do it. So saying that they want to stay longer than what their current lease is. There's probably also some financials that go into it and they've made some improvements to the stadium and they're still kind of fighting with the sports and exhibition authority about, you know, who pays for what and what they have to pay leases Mm -hmm. on now with additional seats and things like that. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, at some point they're going to have to build another stadium. And I, and Ryan's talked about this too, right now that, you know, the Steelers with what they have are kind of getting left behind with a lot of the other NFL teams as far as God, not yes. only stadium, but yeah. also just facility wise that they really can only use the stadium for a handful of times out of the like the Steelers use it. Pitt uses it. They have a couple concerts there, but only like the really big ones. But it's not like this whole complex right the team offices are somewhere else their practice facilities somewhere else yep that it's it's not really their thing no Um, no and i and i hate to use the the example but you you look at dallas everything's right there yeah you know when even seattle and other places right like everything is together and vegas and la and all these these new stadiums are these giant entertainment complexes that you know, have retractable roofs so you can do mm-hmm. indoor mm-hmm. and outdoor. And even you can even Seattle. Yeah. We were there this year. They've got all of this entertainment space around the stadium where people can go in and they can pre-funk. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. I mean, I'm not going to lie. And and you, you can use that for event space and you can have different things there. They can have a freaking convention there if they wanted to. It's well, just it's, it's very cool space. It, it and, looked like San Francisco Levi Stadium is built the same way. It looks like yeah. there's all kinds of of attractions right around it too. Yeah, it's it's cool as hell. Uh, it's it's I'm sorry, a far better stadium than than Heinz Field is, which I love Heinz, but yeah. it's just you know you've got a limited amount of space there, yep. and you can only do so much. Um, I think you could build onto it, and, yeah. and if it were me, I don't know. One of the things I would do is probably 
I'd probably close the north end corners. Yeah. That's you, me. You, yeah, yep. it would it would diminish the wind and you know, people would bitch about that because it takes away the advantage, blah blah blah. But it would also make the damn stadium louder. Louder. And one of the things that I miss about Three Rivers was it was so damn loud. Three Rivers was awesome. You could feel that place shaking. Yep. Right? Yes. It was amazing. And I, I really I miss that about it. Um that that that's my two cents. You know, yeah, I, I know they're I'm not gonna you. they're not gonna completely enclose the the open end because they want to preserve the view of the city. I get it. So close the other end. Put some more seats in, all mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and and just make it noisier. Make the damn thing louder because that's what's missing. I, I I'm right with you. The crazy thing is two of the loudest stadiums, Arrowhead in Kansas City and whatever the hell Seattle's is called now, are both open air, not dome, you know, stadiums. Yeah. It's just architecturally, especially Lumen, it catches the sound on either side and bounces it back to the other. Mm -hmm. It was it was designed with that in mind. Uh, Yeah. And well, they did a hell of a job. I think with Arrowhead, it just happened that way I, I think they did it by accident maybe i'm wrong. i i would i would agree with that i don't they think there was thing, any they built that thing in the 70s didn't they yeah it was kind of the so. same year as the the baseball stadium didn't they kind of yeah. open together they've right uh, they've renovated uh arrowhead a handful of times right you know sunk millions of dollars into it obviously but um yeah i think it's still the original stadium you know it's yeah. just like just like Soldier Field for the longest time. Um, let me uh, get back to uh, football here a little bit. If you, if you look, we, we've talked a lot about Arthur Smith here and everything else. Um, you know, I think Isaac Suomalu improved his play as much as anybody on that offensive line as as the season wore on. I mean, he he was burying people, and I thought he was I, pretty solid all year. Yeah, I no, I'm not it. saying he was bad. I just think yeah. he got even better. As the I, year I would on. agree with that. I would agree and, with that. And I think that that he he's going to be your anchor. Obviously, Daniels will be back, and and Jones hopefully would get slid back over to his more natural left tackle spot. Um, I, I'm just excited and optimistic that they're going to be able to plug some people in there. Um, ah. You know, again, so that's the way it works now. Well, but what are you playing with the screen thing there? Yeah, no, you, you yeah. turn off your camera and it, it takes you off the screen where before it used to leave a black screen where you right. were before. Right. Okay. Huh, cool. So yeah. I, uh, StreamYard's yeah. updated. <laughs> hey, small wonders, right? Yeah. Um, it's the off season for all of us. It right? sure is. Yeah. It, it sure is. Uh, and congratulations, by the way, to Miles Killebrew. Mm-hmm. The uh, all-pro special teamer from the Steelers and pro bowler, he apparently tonight won a, uh, a competition at the Pro Bowl games. He caught yeah. six punts. He had all six balls in his arms at the same time. In yep. other words, he'd catch one and have to hold on to it. Then he'd catch a yep. second, holding both. So who knew he had such a talent? And furthermore, who knew the Pro Bowl games were even tonight? Because I sure didn't. <laughs> Not me either. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's for the kids apparently. Um, and then when, when's like the flag football Pro Bowl things that Sunday? Uh, so I, I don't know. know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, you know, the guy who knows this stuff is is Aaron. Aaron, Aaron knows this in, shit. In, in, well, in you between, know, Aaron, 
pro wrestling. Yeah. He watches yeah. this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going <laughs> to tell you, Aaron's really into pro wrestling, so I can see where he'd be into the Pro Bowl games. Yeah, it makes it just sure. makes sense. It just makes it's, sense. Yeah, it's uh, sports entertainment. Yeah, T- totally. I made the mistake of trying to describe to my kids who The Rock was, and then had oh, to show them boy. some videos, and then. All week they've been trying to do rock bottoms off the couch, and I've had to try stopping them. So, yeah. Outstanding. Oh, I couldn't man. name you a single wrestler who's still doing it today, but ask me about know you know Stone either. Cold and The Rock and Shawn Michaels and those guys, and I could probably hold a conversation. Right? Yeah. That, that even even that was after my time. I, I I still talk about the junkyard dog, Sergeant uh, Slaughter. Oh, Sergeant Slaughter, he was funny. That's going back. He, I think he follows me on Twitter. I'm pretty sure he does. Sergeant I, Slaughter got kicked out of the WWF. When it was still WWF, yes, for for making it real. It, well, a lot of those guys were trying to make so, it real, so they threw him out mm-hmm. because he wasn't sticking to the script. <laughs> right, right. Undertaker's a bad dude. Now that character was good. Yeah, Vinny's right. That that, that yeah. guy. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know the one the one spot that you know obviously Tomlin and and the group uh, the the entourage, if you will, they're down there in Mobile right now uh, at the Senior Bowl today was. Kind of the last practice. I, I think they have a walkthrough tomorrow and then play the game. Um, linebackers, inside linebackers. I, I I haven't heard much talk about them. Um, I I know Alan and um, Nick from from Steelers now are both down there uh, in Mobile, and and I know they're they got their hands full doing what they're doing. But I haven't seen anyone really talk about inside linebackers. Am I am I missing something there? Don't we need some guys there? Yeah, they've but, got a oh, good Ben. The linebackers aren't that great this year. Coming out in the draft. Yeah, the, yeah. The, there's some nice defensive linemen, light, nice mm-hmm. offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some pretty good wide receivers and corners. The linebackers are okay. Uh, the quarterbacks that have gone down to the Senior Bowl, my understanding is that they've underwhelmed. Yes, it hasn't uh, been well. You know, I. I so I, I don't think we're going to hear a lot about linebackers. Do I think we need a linebacker? That that wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't hurt my feelings yeah. any. Do I think they're actually going to go out and get one? Probably not. I think they're going to well, they're going to go offensive line, defensive line, heavy in the draft and in free agency. And they'll try and plug some holes via free agency before that. Ian had pointed out in our uh, our discussion earlier the the number of pretty good inside linebackers that are going to be available in free agency. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're, they're going to come with some pretty hefty price tags too. Uh, Devin White, uh, Willie Gay, yep. um, uh, Cashman. I like, I like you know. Willie Gay. I do too. I I think for his price, I think he could be an option. I'm worried he, he might not be great in coverage, um, which is a guy we He's need, not, but. but yeah, he, he is really good. Well, you know, Fred Warner guy, and Dre Greenlaws don't grow on trees. Right. No, they sure don't. Completely and, and, unfair and Fred, that Stanford Warner, just got two of them. Fred Warner Those deserves two, twenty million dollars a year, twenty twenty one. Yeah, and so they're not they're not going to be able to keep both. I mean, let's be honest. You know, honestly, like I know everyone's talking about Miles and TJ for defensive player of the year. Yeah, I, would I wouldn't have be pissed no qualms if Fred, if Fred Warner, Warner got it. it. Like I agree with you. Watching that yeah, dude I, play is just yeah. yeah. 
if if Fred Warner won it and and TJ didn't, I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. I I guess I could see that. If if Garrett wins it and Watt doesn't, I'm gonna be like, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, that I, guy I disappears in big fucking games. Yep, he doesn't put up the stats. PFF, he's a, he's their little darling. Oh, he, he's BS. He's the darling of the national media right now. I I don't know what it is. If if they're they've got a press junket or something that's paying these press people, it's just Miles Garrett all the time. Um, there was a funny moment in the NFC title game this weekend when Warner made a play and and he he, he kind of got up and stood over the, the 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 ball carrier and you could see the official come in and he's like Fred. Don't do it, Fred. Don't do it. I'm going to flag you. And Fred's like, I'm just fired up. I'm just fired up. <laughs> it was funny because, you, you know, you lose track of these guys, man. They're just, you know, for three hours a week, we tell them to go kill people and then and then uh, not expect them to be excited about it, you know? So, yeah, I thought that was funny. On the, on the inside linebackers, I think it's worth noting. So, Landon Roberts, one year left on his contract. Four and a half million dollar cap hit. Yeah, that dude. Cole Holcomb, two years left with a seven and a half million dollar cap hit. So right. that's a question mark if Holcomb's going to come back. Robinson, two years left on his rookie deal, and that's it. Everybody else is a free agent. So if they want Quan Alexander back, they're going to have to re-sign him because he's a free agent. The other guys can all. I don't go. think that Quan Alexander is going to have a big price tag, man. I no, I don't either. No. No, I thought that that he yeah. would. When he started playing, I was like, "Damn, this guy's good." Oh, he played so <laughs> when well. he can when I'm, he can be healthy, he's, he is yeah, good. yeah. right. Yeah. But he can't stay healthy, so he's not going to have a big price tag. So I, I expect him back. He likes playing in Pittsburgh. He likes he likes his defense. It's not going to change. No, he likes his teammates. Yeah, and and I'd keep Roberts. I'd keep Robinson. I'd bring Alexander back. I mean, but seven point five million for Cole Holcomb is a pretty hefty price tag yeah. for what he brings to the table. Like especially when you're getting other guys for half that. Is Robinson though? Is he just what he is by now though? I mean, is he really gonna turn a corner and all of a sudden be a a, a guy you can depend on? I I just don't see it. I, I mean, I he played running back in college. He's still pretty new to the defense. Yeah, side yeah that's of the a good point. That, that's a good point. You know, I mean, I don't I don't think he has the athleticism to ever be, you know, a a coverage type guy, but right, you know, can can he be a poor man's Vince Williams? Can he be that thumper guy? Maybe. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of where I'd go with him. That if if you, I'm gonna paraphrase something Ben has said before mm-hmm. on this show. Mm-hmm. If you could take Robert Spillane's brain and Uh-oh. put it in Mark Robinson's body, you'd oh, actually man. have a pretty decent linebacker. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I, I felt like Spillane I, I didn't want to say that Robinson's not smart, but he's not. <laughs> he hasn't learned I, how to read the play yet. No, no he hasn't. No, that and, was... and, he, and he doesn't have great change of direction speed. And if, if you're not reading the play from the jump and you don't have great change of direction speed, uh, that's going to be tough for you. That's that's a difficult spot. The the nice thing when you're playing inside linebacker for the Steelers is you can literally make any play on the field if you read the play in time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the um, way it's geared. But if you don't, nah. 
and, and you know that's another area we, we talked about. I think it was just just about the time you came on, Ben. We were we were talking about how small this coaching staff is, and and there, there's so many areas it would be nice to get a, a couple extra coaches in there. And 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 you know another one of those areas is is obviously you have a secondary coach and stuff, but but somebody that works just primarily uh, w- with zone coverage and just helping guys understand concepts and and where to be and how to read and. Things like that. I, I don't know that we do that very well. Um, Primarily the linebackers. I mean, even TJ, they drop to a spot. Yeah. They drop to a spot and yep. they watch the quarterback. Yeah. They're like, not get even, on your horse, get to your spot. Yeah. But they're they're covering they're covering grass. They're they're not covering a player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're covering grass and they're waiting for the ball to come out. And I wish there was a little bit more player coverage involved. <laughs> Yeah, really, really, really do, because what what they do, offensive coordinators, what they do is that since they know the way the Steelers play zone, they look for soft spots between those two players. They throw the ball there Mm -hmm. They tell the receiver to go get it. So they're going to get at least seven, eight yards on every one of those because we cover grass. We don't cover players. San Francisco is a a great example. They play a lot of zone and they're around the ball all the time. Yes. You know, but they've also got guys that can break on the ball pretty fast. So true. You know, not everybody's personnel. Not everybody can push off the ball off their, off their spot. Like, like TJ or, or Nick Herbig for that matter, who I think should be an off the ball linebacker. I don't know why they didn't move him this season. It's like well, you got a guy who can who can cover players out of the backfield if you let him, but you want to make him a pass rusher. I get wanting to make him a pass rusher because those are at a premium. I understand it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you also need an off the ball linebacker. You need a guy who can cover. So why didn't you move him there? Because you got gold- two guys already that can rush the passer. Right, three, three, right. golden. Sorry, and, and you guys they both anticipate Golden's back next year. I don't know. I, yeah, that's a tough call. I mean, I, you got to have three guys at least in that rotation just because of injuries right. and and everything else. But I mean, Herbig showed some stuff this year. I think he oh. might be the number three guy next yeah. year. And then you're trying to sign a a veteran to be your number four for like you know vet, veteran mm-hmm. minimum salary. I mean. I wouldn't be opposed to bringing Golden back, but I don't know if he's going to want to try and go out and be a starter somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Golden, what's Golden? He's not going to start any place. I just don't. He's not a spring chicken either. He's, he's what is this? No. His ninth year? He's not a yeah. spring chicken. But you've got teams that are desperate yeah. for pass rushers. That yeah, someone yeah. might throw some money at him. Golden's got well, one move. And, and the Steelers typically draft an edge guy somewhere in the draft. I, I mean, yeah. it's just what they do. Um, I, I, I don't know. Again, um, I'd, I'd move Herbig to inside linebacker. I, you know, and if you want to make him a guy, now nah, he's too young. If he had a little more, do, do you think part of the reason they haven't? Maybe his he just doesn't have the expertise in coverage. Yeah, no. Uh, well, maybe he, but he's got the raw ability. My, my thinking is he just doesn't know the the defense well enough to play both spots, right? So yeah. he can't do that, the Arthur Motes yeah. thing. When right. when he's been in the league a little bit longer, you can have him play both. My again, my thing 
just last year in camp, just move the kid because he's got those kinds of abilities. Mm-hmm. Even if even if for a season all he's doing is just playing, he, he's a coverage linebacker. At least you have one because right now they got nothing. Yeah, well, yeah, that's for sure. No, there 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 is nothing. Um, absolutely nothing. What um, before we wrap things up today? What is a fair expectation goal for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense under Arthur Smith in terms of where where where, where would you look at it at the end of twenty four end of twenty twenty four and say, yeah, you know what that that that's pretty solid. 27 yeah. points per game I'd be really happy with. Uh 27 points per game would be outstanding. That's not oh, I, I I would do cartwheels for that. Yeah, I'd I'd say 25 might be a fair goal. You know, right. if if you recall, we all said uh, I wish Scarps was here right now because he'd be going yeah. off. Uh we all said that 25 points per game would be acceptable this year. 24, 25 points per game would be acceptable this year for this offense. And uh and that didn't happen. No. Needless to say. I don't even well, We actually we... said it wouldn't happen because it that would be a huge jump from the year before. Right? Well, Remember cuz we we said if you got to 25 points a game in 2023 that meant that we would have gone up 7 points per game cuz we averaged right. about 18 points per game in 2022. Correct. And I think what did we end up this year? 19, 20? I, I, Ian, do you know? Because I honestly don't. I was actually just looking it up, but it was it wasn't even that. Yeah, (laughs) was it less than that? Oh yeah, Yeah. we were around like seventeen before uh, Mason got the job. Okay, and then yeah, we put thirty a couple weeks, but uh, no, it was it was pretty low. Okay, well, so again. If if you are planning on our offense taking that jump, then you're talking about a full, roughly a full touchdown a game. And in previous years, usually only one team a year ever makes that jump. And and the year prior, it was wow. the Lions, you know, um, uh, under a really good offense and a good offensive coordinator. So, uh, I, I yeah, that oh, that would okay. be amazing to be able yeah. to do that. It was seventeen point nine was what we finished at. That's what's okay. So eighteen points a game. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. So it we get it got worse because it was eighteen point one last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh so yeah, you could say that the, no uh, bueno. the offense uh was uh crappy. Oh my god. Yeah. But hey, you know, at say. least Art got something out of that seven hundred thousand dollars he was spending on offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than firing the guy, I just well, you know, it's home. funny you you mentioned the contract for Arthur Smith. I, I'll I'll be curious to see what the numbers are. Uh, hey, hey, Atlanta Atlanta averaged a blistering 18.9 points per year game last year, so a a full point better than us last year. So we got that to look forward to. Desmond Ritter, Desmond Ritter, and Marcus Mariota, uh, ungood. No, and and unfortunately, as a coach. You are tied uh, to the success of your quarterback, one hundred percent. And, and that's know, the thing that Smith people just didn't have it. Yes, coaching matters, but but great players make good coaches. Sure. The end. Yeah. 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 Great players make good coaches. 
Uh, guys, we don't have any uh, games to predict this week, and we don't have any Casey Kasem this week. Wait a minute. Either. You don't want to predict the Pro Bowl outcome? Well, I was I, I was going to get there, um, but actually I wasn't. Um, I don't care. Uh, yeah. Are, where are they this year? Are they in Orlando this year? Is that because last year it was Vegas? Vegas. And is, maybe it is. I they is that where they're just, you know, I, you know, I did have to laugh. Uh, the the NFL put out a. The, did you see the message the NFL put out that the teams, uh, San Francisco and Kansas City, are to abide by the official rules and there is to be no gambling while they're in Las Vegas? Oh. I'm sorry. So why they put the Super Bowl there? Like, right. This is the dumbest I, thing. <laughs> it's just asinine. Yeah. It's absolutely. You, you, yeah. You tell these guys you know, you're going to Vegas, but the, you can't the go NFL gambling. would would never accept any money from any of these gambling sites either, right? In, in, in any right. kind of endorsements. No. Absolutely not. No. They, I mean, did you, they wouldn't want to mix the nah, – no. Did uh-uh. you ever think – that you'd see a guy like Phil Sims or Boomer Esiason standing there in the pregame talking about, well, you know, FanDuel's got uh, Travis Kelsey at four and a half uh, catches. I'll take the over. No. I never dreamed you would see that. Never. And here it is. Basically, uh, soccer is what did it. You know, really? Uh, it, it, yeah. It, it, it becoming such a big, big thing in in Europe and soccer generating so much money and, and those teams getting involved in it and taking a share of it. Look back on, Oh shit. We're leaving money on the table. Cause this is going to happen. No matter what we're, we're we're losing a lot of money, but Hey players, don't you do it. Well, I mean, yep. look at there were reports that came out at the end of last year about what states were bringing in in gambling revenue oh. since they legalized. I think Pennsylvania was like third or fourth in the nation in how much tax revenue they brought in from gambling. And it's like, well, oh, okay. we're, we're, we're legalized sports Not gambling surprised. too here. And, yeah. and the commercials are nonstop. I mean, even even in situations where it's not games. I mean, during the during the freaking local news You'll get commercials for for Bet Rivers Casino and and FanDuel and all this stuff. It's unbelievable, um, but it is what it is. You know, not gonna not gonna get too too uh, emotionally wrapped up in it. But uh, any parting shots tonight, gentlemen? My daughter is still awake. <laughs> yeah, you're she you're is. in for uh, for an evening. It's, uh, it's eleven fifteen, and how old is she? Three. Huh. Ooh, she, good luck. Man. Yeah, she she fell asleep like right after dinner tonight at like six o'clock and slept oh, till like eight thirty, just... and then woke up and was like, "I'm awake now," and I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be terrible." Well, so, good luck with that, Ian. That's, Maggie, you want to uh... come say bye to my friends? Yeah. All right. Well, here they can't see you. Come over here. <laughs> here, say bye to everybody. Goodbye. There you go. All right, everybody. Thanks, as always. We'll be here all off-season long. We'll start diving into the draft a little more each week. Um, I've got the the drafts up for all of our draft profiles, so we'll start knocking out some of those, start watching some film and get that stuff going. So check it out at the website, stillcityblitz.com. Make sure you check out the socials on Instagram, Facebook, X, or whatever the hell it is, and all that other stuff. And as always, go Steelers. Ravens suck.
Yes, they do. <laughs>